face warm ups before we started. Now we started. So now oh. you're going to have to start without your face warm ups. That means we're going to talk with a stiff face. And a stuffy nose. A stiff and a face stuffy and a stuffy nose. nose. <laughs> mm-hmm. You it's guys are right. so lucky this isn't a visual podcast. You don't have to see what I'm seeing right now. It's all right. I'm kidding. No, you're not. I'm not kidding. No. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, you douchebag. Ah, jeez. Stop. No mocking over here, okay? You're mocking somebody, and I'm mocking you mocking somebody, so... What? I'm confused. Exactly. You're always confused. Your face is confused. <laughs> glad to be back. Are you? Yes, very glad to be back. Very glad to be back. Because I'm really intrigued on what you're going to talk about today. <laughs> what am I going to talk about today, though? That's a great question. What are you going to talk about today? What am I going to talk about today? I don't know what you're going to talk about today. <laughs> Then how are you so intrigued? How about by you it? introduce the crowd and the audience? Huh? Huh? The fake crowd. I don't hear any cheers, so I was waiting for the yeah. <laughs> Calm down, Gabriel. <laughs> Calm down. <laughs> uh no, we are talking uh we were kind of planning some stuff and then uh Nene over here suggested some things that she was interested in learning about how my brain works on certain things and we had one thing planned um for this week and then we had something planned for next week and then what she had said for next week intrigued me because i didn't know the answer so i did some some digging in my brain um last night and this morning and i kind of put some stuff together to figure that out so i told her that we're going to push that into this week's um so we're going to swap so this week we're going to talk about, because one thing that Nene said, well, well, why don't you say what you said? Because otherwise I just sound egotistical talking um, about my I don't remember. To do something. Was this related to how is it that you're able to put yourself in both perspectives? Yeah. Without being biased? Yeah. You know, because lately I've been having some personal things and situations and issues. No. <laughs> yeah, like all the time. So, because you can hear my perspective, you hear the other person's perspective. Yeah. And at the same time, you're able to give me advice without having a bias Mm -hmm. and understanding my perspective and the other person. So, now you're able to go neutral and then find a solution. At least, yeah. Yeah. For whatever problem that I have. So, that was where I was um, intrigued because I didn't know... Or I don't know how to do that for myself. Mm-hmm. And when when you brought that up, I was legitimately not confused because I I understand that I do that, and it's something that I'm happy that I can do. Yeah. But I don't. I, I did it yesterday when you brought it up. I didn't know exactly where that came from. Mm-hmm. You know. So after we talked about it, and, and I went upstairs and stuff, and as I was getting ready to go to bed, uh, I started thinking about that. And I was like, where did that come from? And I think ultimately what it comes down to is the, the I have a belief that one side has the story, one their story, another side has their story, and the true story is somewhere in between. I think we all have our truths, but mm-hmm. the actual truth is between what two people are saying. 
you know, and I, and then because I, I truly believe that it was like, okay, where did that start coming from? Mm-hmm. You know, so I think, you know, and I'm not going to go too much into detail about it now, but like when it comes to, you know, political news, mm-hmm. I don't watch just one outlet. I listen to all sides of it because I don't trust what the left side says. I don't trust what the right side says because I believe what's actually going on is somewhere in, in between what both sides are saying, mm-hmm. you know, so in order to get that, because so hard to see what's true these days in on the media mm-hmm. i listen to one side i listen to the other side and it's not just one source from each side i listen to multiple sources on each side and then i try to come up with a conclusion that makes sense based on what both sides are giving because i i've noticed whenever i have issues with carla and I am going to share it because a lot of people know Carla. She's my sister. But, <laughs> no, but she she has a different perspective than mm-hmm. I do. Her mindset's a little bit different. She's older than I am. So, there's some views that I don't agree with. But whenever we disagree on something, and then there's days that I don't know how to talk to her for her mm-hmm. to understand me, and vice versa. But then you hear both sides of the story has helped us understand each other because now you're bring us bringing bringing us back to to the middle and being able to find that common ground mm-hmm. but that's something that ourselves we don't know how to do that you know you're able to keep that emotion out mm-hmm. and I'll be like see each of our perspectives mm-hmm. but that's something like how do you get to that point the the emotion part is just I, I was forced to learn how to control my emotions based on the things that I went through you know so mm-hmm. in order to to kind of protect myself I kind of just started controlling my emotions a little bit better you know so when it comes because I believe emotion is what creates the bias when it comes to something you you feel strongly towards something which creates a bias feeling is an emotion Mm-hmm. You know, so even if it doesn't logically necessarily make sense, you feel strongly towards a certain topic, yeah. you're going to have a bias towards that. You know, so I, I think that's what helps with the bias part. But the expression part, and, and this was something else that I realized, something that I did in, in, at UIC in the university, um, I'll be the first person to say that I wasn't a great student. You know, I... I didn't put in the time to study like I should have. Mm-hmm. I worked real hard in class to pay attention. And then I made up for poor homework scores and poor quiz scores and good testing and and the projects. If I had a class that that had a project as opposed to a final exam, I knew I was I was good. <laughs> you know, and this is the some of that's going to lead into to next week's topics too mm-hmm. um, because I kind of everything kind of came together with that mm-hmm. and it was kind of looking back at my college career now is realizing okay you know college wasn't as much of a waste of time as I thought it was when I graduated you know because yeah. you know I went I went to I finished college because my parents wanted me to you know I was ready to drop out as soon as I started training at Victory Mm. you know but then it was like they wanted me to finish have a backup plan I was like okay fine you know and one of the things that I realized that I did in college uh, and I took a marketing class and we were in a group 
and our assignment was to create an advertisement for um, Monster Energy Drink. Mm-hmm. I don't drink energy drinks. I don't, I don't like what they do, especially Monster because of a lot of things, mm-hmm. you know, but I, I had to make an advertisement to promote it. Mm-hmm. So the group, and we actually filmed it at the gym. We filmed our, our commercial at the gym, mm-hmm. you know, and, and we kind of put an MMA twist. I was just the one that was kind of running things. Mm-hmm. You know, we took a shot at, at Red Bull. You know, they do the Red Bull gives you wings. Yeah. So we had one of the members kind of, he was working out and then he, he drank his, his Red Bull and, you know, he's flapping around in angel wings, you <laughs> know, and then I came in with the, the Hulk fists and the Hulk mask and I beat him up and stuff and I drank him a monster through the mask <laughs> um, with that, you know, so I, I did that. I, I had to look into what monster what their goal was, mm-hmm. you know, because I, if I'm going to make an advertisement for them, I'm going to make one that's going to get the job done to get people to drink it. Right. You know, so I came up with that idea and, and we did the presentation once it was time to present it to class to try to, you know, sell it. We had to present it as if we were a sales pitch to some, uh, to another company looking for sponsorships or whatever. Yeah. And so for that entirety of the project, I was promoting Monster. And then the following semester, I did a project in one of my management courses. Mm-hmm. Was it man- or, or human resources or something? I forgot which class specifically. Mm-hmm. But I had to do the complete opposite. I had to convince people that Monster was bad. Mm-hmm. From a product standpoint, from a business standpoint, from a human resource standpoint, that it was just it was a bad company. Not just the product was bad, but it was a bad company. So now I'm delving into all the controversies, all the lawsuits, and I'm putting that together in a presentation. So in the span of six months, yeah. I promoted Monster, and then I basically put together a lawsuit against Monster. <laughs> you know, so I had to learn both sides of it, and then I mm-hmm. presented both sides of it. It was different classes with different professors, but it was like I already know what Monster is because of the project that I did last semester. You know, so I was learning both sides and then I presented on both sides, you know, and then I have my true beliefs are somewhere in between both of them. It's just how you are able to keep peace with a lot of people because there's there's a lot of things that you don't like about Mm -hmm. people's actions or things that you don't necessarily mindsets mindsets disagree with. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that explains your your um, what your environment the type of people that you spend time with and all yeah so at the same time you are not in that like in that you're not like arguing with other people like you can understand their argument Mm -hmm. without adding emotion and then you may be able to disagree with somebody but at the same time still keep that peace Mm -hmm. and that's what you've been doing with the relationships that you had yeah you know, all these relationships that you talked about in the last podcast, mm-hmm. um, you don't really have issues with anybody, from what I know. I, I try not to, and the people that I have had issues, I've tried to squash them as, as best as possible. You yeah? Know? And, do and you put yourself in their shoes, too? I do. Even know. if you don't agree with them at the moment? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and, and I try to at least understand where they're coming from. You know, big thing for me, and we've talked a lot of things, especially... 
um, lately mm-hmm. the source of things like why do you feel this way or why do you disagree with me or why do you feel this about me I want to understand that and if I can understand that then it's going to be a little bit easier for me to make a logical decision as, as, of what to do mm-hmm. you know we can squash this and then keep working together we can squash this and then go our separate ways but I need to understand why you're why someone is feeling the way that they're feeling you know so i try to understand that as best as i can you know just to prevent problems you know i I don't like burning bridges with with anybody and we've talked about in the last podcast that i've I've lost a lot of people in my life i don't hang out with the same friends that i did in grammar school high school college you know but i'd like to think that those bridges aren't burned it's just Mm. we grew apart you know Mm. and it's because I understood what I was going through in life and I understood what they were going through in life and our lives just weren't compatible at that moment, Mm. you know, and there's some people, you know, I had my group in high school and there's only um, one that I I still see on a regular basis, Mm -hmm. but everybody else I'm not on bad terms with, you know, Mm. we don't try to avoid each other. It's just my life went one way, their life went the other way. And when our lives do cross paths, you know, maybe once or twice a year, we're good. You know, we catch up and it's good seeing them. And, you know, hopefully it's good seeing me too, you know. And then we part ways and it's like, all right, we'll see if we see each other next year. Has there ever been a time, I'm sure there has been, but are you okay with sharing a situation that you've had a conflict with somebody? Mm-hmm. That you were able to put yourself in their shoes? And as much as you didn't agree with them, you actually made peace with that person? Mm-hmm. And I think it's... I hope we're finally okay to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Um, what what happened with Anthony? You know, mm-hmm. we could not agree in the direction to take the gym. And I could understand why he wanted to go the direction that he wanted to do it. Mm-hmm. And... I did everything I could to explain the reasons as to why I wanted to go to the direction that I wanted to go in. And it just, it it didn't work. We couldn't agree. Mm -hmm. He can be a very highly passionate person Mm -hmm. about his beliefs, and I can too. And when those two passions clashed, that's what created the rift that that happened. Mm. You know, and hopefully, we'll go in detail, hopefully... In a future podcast um, about the whole situation, mm-hmm. but ultimately, when our two passions clashed, we, it just what made the most sense was not to work together and to go our separate ways. Mm-hmm. You know, so we try to end it as clean as possible. Mm-hmm. It didn't end the way that I wanted to, and later I would find out that it didn't end the way that he wanted it to either. Mm-hmm. And we went a full year without talking. You know, and I would go back and forth because, you know, it's my coach. He's the guy that that taught me most of everything that I know about MMA. Mm. All my striking comes from him. Mm. You know, and he was trained by Mark, who thankfully I was able to get some more training with um, recently. (laughs) But um, we went a full year without talking. And I would always go back and forth, like, do I reach out? Do I, especially on his birthday, Christmas time, New Year's, mm. you know, and then I found out that he had a son, and I know how long he's been wanting to have a son. Mm. And, you know, so when I found that out, I was like, I should congratulate him. 
you know, and then when, when Mark got to the gym, and I was like, you know, I talked to him, he's like, you know, just give it time, mm. you know, I'm, I'm still trying to, you know, get through to him and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then there was just one day I was waiting for you to get out of work. I was in the car and I get a text message and it's from Anthony and it was a long text message of apologizing for how things ended and him saying that this is not how, you know, he would have seen it and stuff. And Mm -hmm. I was really happy to get that text message, you know, and I was able to also apologize on my end because Mm -hmm. I can understand why he was upset at me, Mm -hmm. you know, because of how things looked. Yeah. You know, and... For him to apologize on, on his end, I, I think that's an indication that he understood where I was coming from as well. Yeah. You know, and then through those text messages, we were able to, to squash things, you know. And then this this year, this time around, um, his birthday came along. I texted him happy birthday and he told me about his day, you know. And I haven't seen him in person in a while, but uh, hopefully we're, we're working our way back to that. Wow. You guys should be very proud of your... Or at least you should be very proud of yourself because from what it sounded like was that there was a lot of ego involved. Yeah. And pride. But now because... Neither of us wanted to back down. Yeah. And that's why you guys distanced yourself from each other. Mm Mm-hmm. And then that eventually (laughs) took a turn. And now you guys are both okay. We both realized. and, And this was, you know, towards the the calmer wave of the pandemic i I don't know if we're allowed to say that if it's over or not (laughs) but towards the once everything started coming down a little bit i think we both realized how how dumb it is to hold grudges yeah you know and that's one thing he said in his text message he realized two things in 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 that year that it was training is essential Mm -hmm. and grudges are stupid yeah you know so i was like there are two those are two things that we definitely agree on you know, so instead of focusing on the things that we don't agree on, mm-hmm. we found common ground on something that we do agree on. Oh, you that's know, awesome. So, and have you always been like that, or that changed over the years? That's definitely changed because it, it used to be it's my way or the highway kind of thing. If if, yeah. if you don't believe me, then then this isn't gonna work and. If I wanted to be with someone, then I would almost change my views to to agree with theirs, mm. you know, instead of just finding that that middle ground and stuff, you know. And they're, they're, I, I can start clicking back to certain situations. I, I was with one of my friends in in college. We had a whole, it was like a a six hour discussion about uh, uh, the nine eleven incident. Yeah, nine <laughs> sure eleven, and, the and they yeah. And when they uh, they killed Bin Laden, it was like a six hour discussion discussion about you know whether or not they should have done that mm. and stuff and and we were still friends after that for a while. Yeah. Know, other things separated us, but <laughs> <laughs> well, at least that was one of those arguments that mm-hmm. didn't lead to that. Yeah, the you know, it was just separation. She, she had her view, I had my view, and we argued. We had a. A civil six-hour discussion about it, and that was that. Yeah, ever since I I met you and you and Carla have opposite like opposite views about a lot of things, mm-hmm. and just hearing both of you argue about several topics for me it was so foreign because you guys are very argumentative, mm-hmm. <laughs> and you have your beliefs, she has her beliefs, and you guys won't back <laughs> down. 
And I'm just like, oh my god, you guys continue to argue, but <laughs> that's how you that's how you are. You mm-hmm. kind of like to debate. I do. I do. And I'm, I used to not be like that because I hated speaking and I hated talking and I just wanted to just drop everything, you know. But once I started having firm beliefs mm. and beliefs of my own and things that I researched on my own or things that I tested out on my own, I was like, nah, you know, I'm, I got a point here, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm going to hear your point. And my point isn't, I don't view my belief strong mm-hmm. until someone challenges it and then if you challenge it and then I can back it up through the arguments that you're bringing up mm-hmm. then I know I have a strong belief in that mm-hmm. if I'm on the rocks about it and I'm mad enough to admit when it's like yeah okay I see your point alright I'm gonna change my mind on that mm-hmm. you know I, I invite that I don't, I don't have an ego when it comes to that if you can come to me with facts as to why I'm wrong, awesome. Mm. Because that's teaching me something. I learned something new right there. Mm. And I was able to see things in a different way that I couldn't see before. Got it. So you you also invite people to give you their perspective as long as they have grounds. Yes. And if you can't back it up, then don't even tell me. If your argument starts with, well, I really believe this, or I think it's right that this happens, Mm -hmm. tell me why. Yeah. Tell me why. Because feelings are, like we talked about at the beginning, it's just feelings create bias. Mm. So you just don't let things slide when people use feelings or emotion Mm -hmm. as a ground for an argument. That makes sense. It could be, it's silly, you know, I have... An argument that The Undertaker is the greatest professional wrestler ever. Mm-hmm. And it's not because I have a bias towards it because there's, I, I have that attachment to him. But I have arguments as to why he's the greatest of all time. <laughs> you know, it... Just the same have, one when people say wrestling is fake? I, yeah, I have, I have arguments all day when it comes to that. I've been, I think that might have been the first debate that I go through because I I hear that one have that debate at least once a year with with somebody Mm -hmm. wow you know and I understand where they're coming from because yeah it's it's scripted it's entertainment it's not a sporting event I'll be the first one to say that but it's just if you if you turn on the TV and you put on Fast and Furious and you expect me to believe that those cars are doing all those flips and stuff and that happens on a regular basis and Vin Diesel can stop his foot and and the whole garage collapses and, <laughs> and you're going to tell me wrestling's fake? Wrestling mm. is more real than that. You know, so it's just, I have a strong belief towards it. Mm. And also, you know what? You... What, like because you just you know it sounds like you're just understanding about things you know mm-hmm. but like this was that ever there like how did that change for you when did to be that more change understanding? yeah like how did that come across in your life when did that happen probably when I got tired of debating everybody yeah because I remember you used to tell me how you used to get really angry at people and stuff yeah and that's one of your biggest things with you yeah 
Yeah. Like anger is mm-hmm. my, my strongest emotion, unfortunately. So, like, how do you deal you know, with that? It was probably, not probably, it was. Um, the deeper I got into my training, mm. the less angry I got. Got and it. The, and, and almost training in itself and, and coaching. Mm-hmm. You know, I everyone has their own fighting style. I have my fighting style. I'm a counter-striker. But in order to be a good counter-striker, I need to understand aggressive fighters i need to understand what their tactic is i need to understand when they're going to attack why they're going to attack how they're going to attack so that i can counter it so i have to understand that side and in order to fully understand that side i have to train as an aggressive fighter Hmm. it's not comfortable for me um, but i have to go through it to kind of see what it feels like see what they see to put myself Hmm. in their shoes or their gloves so that I can learn how to counter it better. And then in the process of training a more aggressive style, I gain a level of respect for them. Mm. You know, because it's tiring. <laughs> I guess that explains why you train with me. Mm-hmm. You know, because you kind of want to see what we go through too. You know, there's plenty of times that you know, I hold paths for you and then you're doing the challenges that people do at the gym too. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I'm guessing it's because you want to know what it's like, too, so you can understand this better. Yeah. Hmm. Has, has that always been the case, or this is just... When it comes to thing? training, yeah. Yeah. I, I've, I've always been like that. I've always mm-hmm. been open and willing and wanting to learn the different styles. Hmm. You know, the aggressive style is something that I actually wanted you know i think we talked about it in one of the first podcasts that you know the the fighters i looked up to mm-hmm. at the beginning and those are the fighters i wanted to be like mm-hmm. and then i ended up like a counter-striker and i used to hate watching <laughs> counter-strikers because i thought they were boring mm-hmm. you know but learning that style and almost and, and getting good at that style gave me a certain respect and that's why i went from hating george st pierre to having the utmost respect for mm. george st pierre because now i understand what he was going through and then Listening to his mindset about the sport, and I understood it more, and then I respected him for it. Mm-hmm. You know, so when it comes to training, yeah, that's that's been there, and I think that's what kind of when I started making my training more of a lifestyle. That's when I think it started applying to the rest of my life. Got it, because I do find it very interesting that most of your fighters are very aggressive. Yeah. Considering you're more of a counter striker. And my coach was very aggressive. Anthony was very aggressive. So like what do you think that is? You said like I don't know, it just it's just it's there's balance, but I just find it so odd. So for me it was Anthony was very aggressive. Mm-hmm. When I sparred with him, I'm not gonna fight aggression with aggression. He's six two, two twenty. I was Dang. five six. You sparred with him? Mm-hmm. You sparred with him a few oh, times. Shit. Uh-huh. And it was just was like, this guy's oh really God, aggressive, scary. you know, and, and his grapple, I, I grappled with him more than I sparred with him, but even his, his grappling style was just kind of in your face, oh. you know, so I had to learn how to move and conserve energy and no one to attack mm-hmm. with him, you know, and that's well, funny because I like to be aggressive too mm-hmm. and I'm always putting that pressure. Yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and I think that's because your coach is a counter-striker you know uh-huh. I, I frustrated you to a point where you had to learn how to move and if you threw one strike at me I was going to counter it yeah and stop your attacks 
You know, so you get me to counter, and then you defend, and then you get, you you pour on the aggression. Yeah, and you know what I've noticed that I I notice that not a lot of people understand that about you. Mm -hmm. Like they know that you're a counter striker, but then they don't know how to. They just get frustrated. Yeah, and it's like that's luring them into my web even more. Like oh, because that's in an argument too. Like Mm -hmm. there's plenty of times that you've asked me questions and then. Once you know that I'm already angry at you, that's when you start poking and pushing my buttons mm-hmm. even more. And I was just like, why? Yep. So that's using someone's weakness against themselves, essentially. And using that to your advantage. Yep. And that essentially is how you can win a fight, too. Yep. You're relying in a fight on human error for the your opponent to make a mistake. Mm. Because there's a defense for everything we do. Mm-hmm. As soon as they make a mistake, that's when you have to capitalize. Mm-hmm. As soon as I see a, a flaw or a crack or a hole in someone's argument, mm-hmm. that's when you, when I step in and like, all right, this is what's going on, and this is why your argument doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. But in order for me to say that, I have to pay attention and I really have to understand what they're saying to hear the, that contradiction. Because mm-hmm. I can't catch that contradiction if I'm not listening to what they're saying. If I'm not comprehending what they're saying. And then, you know what I've noticed about you? Besides that part, you have very good memory. Yeah, when it comes to... Because you remember, yeah. like, word by word, a lot of things. Mm-hmm. That's not a, not a lot of people have that. No, and, and I didn't realize that I, I did that until I kind of started talking to, to you guys a little bit more. Mm-hmm. But then... What I noticed, and I, I can't remember the timeline of it. If I said it first or if I said it after, when when we had uh, Hiba come to the gym, Hiba Ali, mm-hmm. I was so amazed that she remembered everyone's name. And she said, it was like, you never know who's going to make an impact. Yeah. You know, so that kind of clicked with me because I I take, when, when, when you're telling me something, you're telling me something that's going on with you or... You know, a problem that you're having or just anything that you tell me. Mm-hmm. I don't know what information might be important to understand you in the future. Mm. So I, my subconsciously, I, I retain that. Mm. And then later on, you bring things up. And I was like, well, you told me this one time. Is this related to it? Or is this a connection to it? And then that's how we start chipping away at, at figuring things out. Mm. Okay, that's a good way of putting something. This is a different perspective. I think we're so used to being distracted by everything else that we mm-hmm. just forget stuff. Yeah. Unconsciously, and we just don't care. Mm-hmm. But then you actually remember everything. Mm-hmm. I remember the things that I care about, because there are yeah. things that I forget. Yeah, but... Yeah, that makes sense. Things that are going to matter, things that stick out to me. I remember. I have a lot of, you know, the random stuff that comes in your that brain. comes out of my brain. We can't watch a wrestling match without me dropping a a Ted Mosby fun fact about. It. Yeah, exactly. And that's mm-hmm. where I notice how your memory. Yeah. It's freaking crazy. You remember birth dates and the wrestling events. Yeah. And the characters and the company and the mm-hmm. history. I'm like, what the 
Hodge. The backstory of the character and then the backstory of the person that plays the character. And then that's how in, in MMA you need to, that. It's like your opponent. Mm-hmm. Knowing your knowing, opponent. Knowing yourself, knowing your opponent, knowing your environment. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's mm-hmm. just... As I do... I never liked school, but I always liked knowledge. You know, and one of my professors said, don't let school get in the way of your education. You know, so I'm, I was always real big on, on learning things on my own. I always wanted to learn things on my own. You know, when coronavirus was, uh, was coming up, I wanted to know what it was. I heard about it. You know, when they first discovered it, I was like, okay, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then once the talk started coming, like, this is going to be big and this is going to possibly shut down the country. Yeah. That's when I was like, all right, what the hell is this? You know, so instead of just listening to news, I started doing my own research on things. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I watch a movie and if it tells me based on a true story, I'm going to watch the movie. And when the movie's over, I'm on my phone looking up this true story. <laughs> you know? This is just even movies that aren't true stories. The movie we just watched, *Malignant*, with the parasitic twin. <laughs> I was intrigued, and then right away I started researching parasitic twins to see how accurate that movie is and just what it is. And now I have useless information about parasitic twins. <laughs> and lately, you've been watching all those YouTube videos about this conspiracy theories mm-hmm. and. Teletubbies is a fucking <laughs> mind control thing, and I was like, "All right, no more Teletubbies for anybody." Oh, geez. you know, because yeah, the, conspiracy theories fascinate me. Learning about the conspiracy theory, mm-hmm. and then once I hear the conspiracy theory, I need to go listen to the the people that are are trying to debunk mm. those conspiracy theories. I want to hear both sides. Mm. It's just that's, that's how I am. I don't know. I think it's a good thing because I think it helps me coaching because I can understand my fighter and then I want to understand my fighter's opponent. Yeah. And that was, uh, yeah, that's what also contributed to the choice fight. Because mm-hmm. you were able to see where the guy was from. He was like, okay, he's definitely a boxer. Mm-hmm. Comes to find out he didn't have much ground background, right? And, and this is what I told Chewie in between rounds. I don't know if we talked about it when we were talk- talking about his fight. After the first round, and Chewie had the round that he had, we came back to the corner, I had mm-hmm. him take his deep breaths, and I told him, that guy's not ready for this. Mm. He doesn't, he's not prepared mentally, physically, emotionally to get taken down again mm-hmm. and for you to beat him up again. So that's what you need to do. Yeah. Take him down and make his life hell. Because yep. he's not ready for it. And we had an idea of it based yeah. on, on what we found. Yeah. And then after that first round, I was like, All right, this guy, he looked broken in the first round mentally, mm-hmm. you know? So I was like, do exactly what you did that first round, but just pick it up a notch because yeah. he's not going to survive this round. Yeah. Mm, exactly that. But I understood that by doing yeah. my own research on him and then watching him during that fight. That and then I look at his face. As soon as the round's over, I try to look at my opponent's face. To see if he's tired, to see what he does. Yeah, yeah, he was freaking the hell mm-hmm. out, poor guy. Yep. You know, so I told you, I was like, now's the unload, unleash on him. You know, don't hold back. Finish it this round. Mm-hmm. You did. And the funny thing is that you do that with with your sparring matches too. Yeah. I mean, with me, you've done it plenty of times. When you know I'm tired, 
I'm frustrated. That's when you start smiling and making all this mm-hmm. asshole moves on me. <laughs> and then the Conor McGregor, you put your hands out and you mm-hmm. just kind of move your head. Ugh, I hate that so much. Yep, because that's going to frustrate you even more. And it's going to mm-hmm. get you tired more. Because in reality, I'm more tired than you are. Right, but you're not going to show that. But you're I'm not, not going to tell me that. No, because now you already showed me first. So now it's like, all right, this is how we're going to even the playing field. Yeah. And I now that I think about it, the matches I used to do with um, with Ralph, same thing. Mm-hmm. They were playing two times. Yeah, both of you were tired, but I mean, he wouldn't stop. You wouldn't stop. Mm-hmm. And he just keeps going. Mm-hmm. Ay, ay, ay. So pretty much what it is is you control your emotions. Yeah. I, I will always say that controlling your emotions is the biggest life hack that you can master yeah because emotions create bias emotions create fatigue emotions create indecisiveness emotions create bad decision making I just think emotions you know I don't want to sound like I'm a heartless human being because that's not the case either but it's just if you don't have a hold on your emotions and a control on your emotions there's there's a lot of room for error there and we've seen it in fights, you know. Mm-hmm. Fighters get angry. Fighters mm-hmm. get frustrated. So what do they do? They open up and then they get knocked out. Yeah. You know, so. That's where the quote says the best fighter is never angry. Yep. Right. Control your emotions, emotions as much as you can with anything and you'll always win. Yeah. Essentially. In a fight and in life. I Firmly and passionately believe that, and I will argue anybody <laughs> with that. But wow. that's yeah. I I can't say that I've always been like that, and I can't pinpoint when that's that true. became a thing. But it is now. I can continue to share it because a lot of us need that, and that's why I asked them like, "How do you get to that point?" But it's like you always look within. Yeah. You go to the root of everything, the source. Mm-hmm. If you're able to identify your anger or where the all of this starts, from. right, where mm-hmm. this comes from, you're able to manage it, control it better. Yeah. So instead of trying to hide it, you have to confront it. And then once you're able to manage that, then you'll know, like, you'll know how to respond in, in the situation. Mm-hmm. Because now you're aware of it. Ah, okay. See, you figured it out now. You know hey. all my secrets now. Yeah, and I apply it <laughs> all this sh- Hey, that's the hard part. Like, I, I see that. I hear that. I understand that, but now I'm like, I'm going to apply it myself. <laughs> no, it's just, it's good to know. Yeah. Like I said, it's just a lot of us don't really take the time to dig deep on the root of everything. Mm-hmm. And that's why we're always left out with with all this emotional baggage and just issues but if you can just put yourself there and just put yourself in the middle of things without biases without emotion you'll be fine mm. in the cage and in life in the cage you just gotta find your balance and that's where everything comes together everything comes together because all of this is going to tie into what we talk about next week 
Ah, that should be a good one. <laughs> that's a good one. Yeah, that's going to be a good one. Yeah. Well, thanks for letting me know your secrets. Well, thanks for bringing up what my secrets are because sometimes <laughs> I don't know because it's just, oh, that's second nature to me now. You know, so to, I probably wouldn't have explored the root of why I do that or how I was able to start doing that and unless you brought it up and we were doing it here. Because I never stopped to think, it's like, yeah, where did I start doing that? Mm-hmm. And then I found another use for for college, so good job. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Stay in school, kids. But... <laughs> Unless you're going to be a fighter or an MMA coach, then just come to me. I got you. Mm-hmm. But, no, that was, yeah, that was, it was fun to, to explore that and to, to look into, into that and to see the connections between school, everyday life, and, and MMA. MMA. So yeah. that was, that was fun, so thank you for that. Gotcha, man. I'm gonna gotcha. keep asking you questions. That's how this thing Putting is, yourself up there. That's how this thing's gonna survive because <laughs> I don't have a question. I'm a counter striker, right? So if I don't have a question, I'm just, I just I don't know what to do with my hands. So with that in mind, anybody else that has questions? Yeah, we keep saying we're gonna way. put that post on Instagram, but today we have an excuse because Instagram and Facebook were down for ten <laughs> yeah, hours, so that's yeah. why we totally didn't do that. But uh, we will uh, ask you guys too. So if you guys want to know something. Um, just let us know. We'll, I, I don't have anything to hide. I'm an open book. So if you guys want to know something, just just let me know. And then uh, we'll, we'll make a post one day asking for your questions. And we'll spend a podcast just ask, answering questions that other people have too. Thank Not that Nene is ever going to run out of questions. but Hey. <laughs> I, just, I am a seeker of knowledge. <laughs> So if you guys don't ask questions, we'll keep we'll keep answering the questions that come up every week. So um, follow us on Instagram. And name name MMA. <laughs> lies. That's not your Instagram. Oh, name name underscore MMA underscore CMM. And Taz MMA underscore Fitness. And Taz knows podcast Spotify Anchor. Okay. YouTube. That's been blank for two months now, but we're still working on that. I told you guys. We're coming back soon on the YouTube. <laughs> we got we got a big comeback plan for, for the YouTube, so we'll keep you guys posted on that too. So yeah. like, comment, subscribe on that. Like, comment, subscribe on Nene's YouTube. She's almost at 300 whopping subscribers. Hey. And at 300, I think... Uh, She's got a little surprise for everybody. A little surprise for everybody. Uh, it's gonna be nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure you subscribe. I bet she's gonna be worth it. <laughs> and then her Patreon as well. Maybe. That's, that's it. it? <laughs> that's that's it. Like, uh... No, that's it. Thank you. Uh, but thank you guys for listening. We had more listeners uh, for last week, so thank you to anybody that's listening to these for the first time thank you and thank you for everyone that does listen on a weekly basis and we will see you guys next week hey good night